Aldrin Sampier on Beyond the Headline. Let's uh, speak now to Nabila Mia, who is the head of a panel reform program at the Lawyers for Human Rights, who have welcomed the Constitutional Court judgment that held Home Affairs Minister Dr. Arun Mutsualedi and the Director General personally liable for failure to enact corrective legislation for parts of the Immigration Act. The Apex Court found the act did not adequately protect the rights of people who were to be deported. Nabila now joining us on the line. Nabila, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you so much for having me. I have to say, I was reading that court judgment last night in bed and I was just gasping throughout that judgment <laughs> um, because of, of course, the issue that the, that, the, that the justices are raising around the litigation itself and how it was improper, but also mm. the part around the lawyers themselves who were representing the minister as well as the DG, that they should also be losing their fees and forfeit their fees. What do you make of this message that the court is trying to send you? I think that, you know, it's uh, for public officials and for legal representatives across the board, not only those of public officials, it sets the standard in stone that we know we are held to. We know that public officials have constitutional standards that they are held to. We know that when they litigate with public money, they have to be uh, increasingly constitutionally, um, you know, minded when doing so. And also lawyers that represent um, public litigants have to be have an extra duty to ensure that they are conducting everything that is in accordance with the Constitution. So it sends a very strong message and it lets the public know that there is a standard that exists. It's prescribed by our Constitution and we as the Constitutional Court, the guardians of the Constitution, will ensure that it is enforced. And the other part around this particular judgment as well is um, the issue that the that the justices are raising is that um, at least four times I think the court says this matter or such a matter had been dealt with with the by the courts that after an expiry date you can't just expect us to just uh, just extend. But yes. even though they still came back to the court to make to make such an application, and with that application, not even citing the lawyers for human rights and for serving yes. you guys with the papers. Yes, exactly. You know, we as um, <clears throat> lawyers for human rights um, have not been averse to the process of passing legislation. The 2017 judgment that uh, asked Parliament to pass corrective legislation, we participated in the process where there was a call for public hearing. So all we have wanted, and which we are most grateful to the Constitutional Court for, is that clarity provi- be provided for people who are being detained for deportation of what their rights are to be brought before a, a magistrate or judicial officer. That is all that we've always wanted um, in this matter. Yeah. Um, and before we go to um, the clarity that has now been provided by the Constitutional Court, just another issue in relation to the conduct of um, the Director General. Um, the In response to the intention to um, hold the minister personally liable as well in terms of the cost order, the minister says that he wasn't even aware that such an application has been brought, yet the Director yes. General had told the Constitutional Court that he consulted the minister on this. Yes. Yes, I mean, look, we we cannot con- comment on the processes that are happening in the Department of Home Affairs. Safe to say that I 
these persons are not expedient for us as the public. And very clearly by the minister's affidavit, it's not working for them either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, now let's speak then about the implications of um, the clarity that the Constitutional Court has now provided in terms of the High Court judgment that was set that was set down, because the DG had also said that there were certain magistrates that were no longer willing to deal with Section 34 inquiries. Yes, exactly. I mean, just to to pause there, the reason why this court this matter came before the court in 2022 and 2023 is because magistrates were like, I'm sorry, we're not going to, we don't understand what's happening, so we're not going to um, enforce the provisions and confirm detentions, which is actually why Home Affairs pursued this, not because um, they were obliged to do so in 2017. Mm -hmm. Now, what does this clarity mean for somebody whom the government intends to deport? It means that, first of all, when an immigration official is making the decision to exercise the discretion to detain you before deporting you, they have to make sure that their decision is in the interests of justice. And what that means is that the decision is fair and just for everyone concerned in, in the proceedings. And then within 48 hours, someone who's being detained for purpose of deportation must be brought before a magistrate. The magistrate must then again consider whether it's in the interest of justice for someone to be detained. Uh, Once the magistrate uh, confirms detention, if you are still detained at the 30-day period, you have to be brought before a magistrate again so that the magistrate can, can... Look at the circumstances essentially around your det- your detention. Why are you still being detained? Is it in the interest of justice that you continue to be detained pending deportation? And then if you are detained for a further 90-day period, and so that would bring you to a, a total of 120 days, mm. you have to be released because at the end of the day, the detention for purposes of deportation, it's not criminal, it's administrative. It's homophase saying we have to detain you pending deportation because we need people to be together in one place. So it's about it's to assist them with their processes. And if you are detaining someone at uh, 120 days still, it means that your processes are not actually... Yeah clear and, and efficient expedient. Yeah. But doesn't that leave us with also now a bigger problem because now this person who has been suspected of being an undocumented foreign national would now be allowed back into society and we know to bring the person back to appear before court, as the magistrates have pointed out as well, can be a cumbersome process. You know, I uh, I, I, I hear you. Um, I mean, just to, to correct there, it's only people, not people that are suspected, of being undocumented, but people who have been found in terms of the act to be an illegal foreigner. Mm-hmm. So it's not suspicion, you actually have to be found to be an illegal po- foreigner or a person who, are, who essentially is not documented. Now, the the whole notion of people being let back into society, you must remember that the decision to deport them um, is not uh, essentially something that has to happen in any event. Um, it's a discretion that's exercised by immigration officials. So, and that discretion is essentially for their convenience. And so, 
if they had exercised their discretion against detaining people, people would still be given the dignity to wrap up their affairs before they are being deported. Thank you so much for your time. Nabila Mia is the head of a panel reform program um, at Lawyers for Human Rights.